Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the 10-Minute MBA. I'm your host, Scott D. Clary. On the 10-Minute MBA, I give you tools, tactics, strategies, and insights that you can use to start, scale, grow, and 10x your business. Let's get into it. Today, my guest is Alfie Isamar. She's the head of U.S. sales for Spendesk. Alfie was one of the first employees at Spendesk, growing the company through several growth initiatives and capital raises. He has grown the outbound strategy from the ground up and has been wildly successful with the company's sales, growing exponentially under his leadership. He's recently transitioned from his role focused on the UK markets to overseas as Spendesk hopes to capture market share in the US with the same success that they've seen under Alfie in Europe. So today, Alfie is going to teach about take-to-market strategy, how to take a product and to sell it to a demographic and then once you scaled in that demographic and found product market fit how do you duplicate that success in another region or in another country so let's start first like how you built out a commercial organization and it could be you it could be you and a team of of senior leadership it doesn't matter i'm still curious um within the uk and then how do you take that process and then transpose it into a new market is it identical or is there small nuances now that you do have a developed sales team yeah, sure. So um, maybe linking back to one of your other questions about the change from Bloomberg and going into a SaaS environment and, and kind of a rude awakening. So this ties in nicely. When, when I first started, it was very clear that I needed to come in uh, and create opportunities uh, so that we could then go and, and close them. Uh, I kind of, from working in such a structured environment, I kind of expected uh, wrongly uh, to come in, have a system to, to come in place, send my emails, do my activity, and out would pop a few oppos. <laughs> yeah. I, I hear you, man. I, I'm just laughing because, sorry, just to put context, I used to work for, for Bell Canada, which was an enormous organization akin to it's not it's not international but it's it's publicly traded like akin to the size of bloomberg and now i'm i'm working in startup environments so like everything you're saying is i'm living it i'm living it i know i know <laughs> but uh no sorry i didn't mean to interrupt apologies no no it's 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 good um so yeah so so we just basically started doing that and uh you know kind of you know getting some results but you know definitely not what what, what we were hoping for at the beginning um uh, and i just remember you know sitting down with with my uh, boss is uh, nicholas marche our, our sales uh, revenue director uh, and he kind of just took me to one side and was like you know we're not getting results uh by doing what you're doing so you need to effectively figure it out and change what you're doing i was like ah oh, okay so that's up to me <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, th useful advice, eh? Well, this isn't working, so what, what about something else? What is that? I don't know, but something else. <laughs> startup world. Yeah. And, uh, and so I kind of, uh, you know, just jumped into that, you know, head, head first and, and started, you know, working hard to figure that out. And um, there, there was two, two, two kind of key dynamics there. So um, you asked about opening up in different markets, if it's a copy paste and these sorts of things. So when we opened up in France, um, you know, we were in the French ecosystem community. So if you think of it like uh, your, your first circle and then what's your second circle and third circle, the, 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 the first circle with those friends and family, people you know and other founders in startups and Rod, our CEO, was out on his moped around Paris going to people that he knows. And that was a kind of the first 50 customers effectively. Um, but you, have, you know, your first 50 is going to get you through your first beta and it's going to get you first paying customers and so on. And then you can kind of expand out from there. Um, now, when I came into uh, the UK, we didn't have that at all. We weren't in the front, uh, so in the UK uh, ecosystem. Uh, we didn't have any brand. We didn't really have any customers either. Uh, and I think for the first kind of you know, three to six months, it was much more of a, a spray and pray type of uh, play. Mm -hmm. Uh, not necessarily intentionally, um, but it, we kind of just realized that actually we need to replicate what we've done in the French ecosystem more naturally there, but kind of uh, artificially create that in other markets. So that first started with getting hyper-focused on what our ideal customer profile was. So we knew exactly the size of the company that we were working well with, the types of brands, the pain points we were pretty quick in understanding that side. Um, so we just made sure that, you know, quality in, quality out. If you're contacting a right, wide range of uh, segments, then you're not necessarily going to get... Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's attraction? So we kind of got laser focus. And I think that uh, in with regard to if that's different for other markets, I wouldn't necessarily recommend that as an approach if uh, you didn't know that you had product market fit. I think for mm -hmm. us, we were pretty confident that we had product market fit right from the, right from the get-go in the UK market. Uh, in other markets, if we didn't have that product market fit, you do want to test lots of segments out to see which ones stick and then figure out, okay, this is then where we need to get laser focused. But I think our lack But that is... I was going to say that that is like when you, when you do when you are required to have a little bit more of um, a wide approach to identifying your, your proper product, product market fit in, in that environment, you have to be aware that that's going to take a little bit more time to commercialize. So then map that into your projections and map that into your business strategy. Because if you're trying to take on a market and you can't even afford to pay and keep the lights on at home, like in it's it's going to be it's going to be detrimental. So I think that being aware that it's going to take a little bit longer to commercialize in a certain market is important to like your overall strategy. If you don't if you don't have that that target customer profile, ideal customer profile, uh, so defined. It, it, exactly, uh, and to that point, you know, they, I think this is some of the issues that sales leaders have. Uh, not even necessarily the sales leaders, but working maybe with uh, other CEOs or senior management that aren't in the direct customer facing roles is. When you do go to the market, if you don't have a product market fit, your objective is not to create a scalable sales process. Your objective is to get product market fit. And effectively, that 
sales leader is a medium for communicating with the market uh, and saying, okay, mm-hmm. it, you know, you want to you want to make sure you have a sales leader that can, if a deal is going to be won, they will win it, and if the deal uh, cannot be won, obviously they're going to lose it. But you need to know that if you're not winning or you're not getting traction, it's because of a product market fit issue rather than an execution issue. But at the same time, you need to have that relationship with the senior management to know that. This is not a case of how do we build a scalable process. It's how do we make sure we've got those foundations to then build a scalable process on. Uh, and then that's you know when different kind of objectives. But <clears throat> I think that's where you have to have a very clear from top down to to the rest of the teams. What are the objectives in this certain period and, and taking it from there? I like the way you phrase that because I do believe that um, a CEO that hires a sales leader too early on is looking for that scalable, repeatable, predictable revenue. And they don't understand that, that perhaps they've hired the sales leader too early if they haven't figured out that product market fit yet. There's, you know, I'm always, I, I always say that you should probably hire a marketing leader before a sales leader to generate demand and that demand should flow over to the CEO who should then identify the proper sales opportunity, identify the buyer persona. And then once you have too much demand for the CEO and the close rate is exponentially high, then you can hire a sales leader to build a scalable sales process. But I think that a lot of, you know, I, I listen to a lot of sales podcasts myself and like the, the lifespan of a SaaS sales leader is something like max at 18 months. Yeah. But I don't think it's always, you know, sometimes it is the sales leader's fault, but I don't think it always is. I think a lot of it has to do with, I'm hiring a, a VP sales. It's just going to drive my business to the next level. And they don't, the CEO doesn't, isn't aware that a lot of what should be done that he's asking the sales leader to do probably should be done by the CEO first. Yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. And, and, you know, second to that point of the, of the tenure of a, of a sales leader, this is something I speak about fairly often in, in my posting on, on, on LinkedIn is the kind of difference between growth and, and a fixed mindset, not just of an individual, but also of a company. Uh, and I think that there are a lot of uh, founders that will hire a sales leader with the, okay, you've done X to X in another company. Uh, it's a copy paste because we hire you and you're going to do the same thing there. Uh, yeah. And that doesn't really just doesn't really work. Um, and it's the case. I think a lot of companies don't create an environment where they hire someone with the capability to uh, learn how to do that in the future and give them the tools to then succeed. And it tends to be the other way around where it's, okay, I expect that you can do this. And the moment I'm seeing signs that you're not getting traction, then we're going to fire you. Uh, yeah. And that's, I think that is more of a fixed mindset rather than a growth mindset at a company kind of level. That's it for today. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you got some value out of that. Make sure you come back tomorrow for another business lesson on the 10 minute MBA. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.